All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Censors Podcast. I am your host, Desert, and we present to you for the third time this week the Crossfire Rebirth. And this episode is all about Ring of Honor's pay per view last week, Death Before Dishonor. Now, before I start with Death Before Dishonor, I just want to say this. I do not know when I'm going to be doing this podcast thing. I have no idea. I don't have a schedule. I don't have any of that. Just hate the words from Pixie on Twitter. I do this when I have the energy and drive to do it. I don't want to come on here and half-ass a podcast to y'all. I don't want to do that. I don't think anybody out here <laughs> who does podcasts wants to come on to their respective platform or platforms and just bullshit. And just bullshit their way through a show. I don't want to. I don't want to do that to y'all. I don't want to sell y'all short, and I don't want to sell myself short either. So I'm gonna make podcasts when I have the drive and the energy and the password because my job takes a lot of my fucking energy. And everybody out there that's listening to this, I'm sure you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. It's draining being an adult sometimes. It really is. So all the kids out there, don't don't rush to be a damn adult. Because it's not as fun as you think it is. Now, <coughs> on to Death of War Dishonor. So we start Death of War Dishonor with the Honor Rumble on the pre-show. And Alex Zane. The winner of the Honor Rumble receives a world championship opportunity. And Alex Zane won the Honor Rumble. If you don't know who Alex Zane is, go on IWTV or just go on YouTube in general. Search him. Watch his matches. The guy is phenomenal in the ring. And I can't wait to see him have a match with whoever the world champion is around the time period that he is allowed to cash in his opportunity. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it. I really can't. And then we start off the main card with Dalton Castle taking on Eli Isom, infinite Eli Isom. Now... Dak Draper, who seems to be Don Castle's student, in a sense, here, was on commentary. Then as he saw his mentor, you know, get beat up by, by Eli Isom, Dak Draper came down there and tried to help him. Draper got in the ring. Eli Isom hit Draper with a low blow. Like what Don did to them in their match a couple weeks ago on Ring of Honor Television. He focused on the wrong thing. Don came up from behind him, hit the banger ring, and that's one, two, three. Don Castle wins. I like I like Eli Ison very much. So I'm hoping that this continues for him. Well, not not the losses, but I hope that he continues to get his opportunities against guys like Dome Castle, guys like Dragon Lee, you know, guys like Jay Lethal, people like that that are going to help him elevate 
his wrestling ability and his status in that company because he's one of those guys in the company that definitely deserves the opportunities that he's received. I'm just happy to see him. I'm just happy to see him doing it. Now on to the match. Following this, it was Tyler Rust, who was <coughs> it was Taylor Rust, not Tyler Rust, my guy. It was Taylor Rust taking on Jay Gallis. I'm trying to remember what Taylor Rust's name was in NXT, but I cannot remember it right now. And Jay Gallis, they just got released from WWE. And now they're out and about and they're able to do what they want to do in pro wrestling. They had a great match. Taylor Rust picked up the victory over Jay Gallis. So we shall see what happens with the two of them as time goes on. Then the independence and things of that nature. Now, following that we had a match, a six-man tag between Violence Unlimited members, Tony Deppin, Chris Dickinson, and Homicide taking on I guess just some pure wrestlers. Because in the pure division in Ring of Honor, they have pure wrestlers. John Walters, a former pure champion in his own right. LSG. And Lee Moriarty. Anytime you guys hear me say Lee Moriarty's name, I'm going to say it in all caps. Because that's what you're supposed to do when you say his name. Now, Chris Dick has hit a DVD on Lee Moriarty out there. Pretty much a three-on-one attack. Following, you know, them, them taking out Walters at LSG. They triple teamed Lee to win the match. And then following that, the foundation came out to the ring. Jay Lethal gave this very impassioned speech about pure wrestling and how he loves the fact that Ring of Honor has allowed the pure division to be reborn and to... And that people can see these amazing technical wrestlers do their thing. He gave John Walters his credit. He gave LSG his credit. And he also gave Lee Moriarty his credit. Because if you don't know, Lee Moriarty is signed, has signed with all elite wrestling. He signed with AEW, which is an excellent signing by Tony Khan. It's better than the the nostalgia signings he's been doing these past the past few times you've seen these so-and-so is elite has been nostalgia sign. Yeah, we got Fuego, but I'm talking about people before that. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm including CM Punk in that conversation. But yes, it was, it was a good six-man tag. I can't complain about it. <coughs> I apologize for my coughing and if I start having... Some issues talking. I'm just, I'm trying to fight this cough, but it's just, it's not going to happen that way. So, <coughs> and then following that, we had the OGK of Mike Bennett and Matt Taven taking on the Briscoes. And Matt Taven and Mike Bennett beat the Briscoes with the inside cradle, apparently. I did miss the end of this match. I was watching them. I was watching Saverview Live and I did miss the end of this. So I'm finding out about this the same time y'all find out about it if y'all didn't know. Then we had a great pure championship match between 
Jonathan Gresham and Josh Woods. Um, congratulations to Josh Woods on becoming the brand new ROH Pure Champion. I was wondering how long Jonathan Gresham was going to be champion for. Jonathan Gresham did the respectful thing. He presented uh, Josh Woods with the championship. And I'm sure Jonathan Gresham is going to be back for that championship, if not for more championships. He's already a former Ring of Honor Pure Champion as well as a former Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion. So it's only a matter of time before he goes on and collects all the championships. Including the six man tag team championships, which was, which was the next match following this. It was Shane Taylor promotion, the six man tag team champions. The team of Shane Taylor, Moses, and Khan of SOS taking on La Faction and Conat in LFI. I'm not going to try and say the last part of that. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, you know how hard that shit is to say. Now, before this match even happened, Kenny King attacked Shane Taylor with a chair and that took he took out Shane for this match. O'Shea Edwards accompanied them down to the ring as he does every time they go down to the ring as well as Rev Taylor and all that. So O'Shea was down there. When Shane got hurt, O'Shea stepped up to the plate and O'Shea helped Moses and Khan as well as Shane Taylor retain the six-man tag team championship. So Congrats to those four men and congrats to Oshie Edwards for being given a stage like that because he definitely deserves it. <coughs> now, I will say Shane Taylor did come back while the ref was distracted with, with, with everything that was going on outside the ring. He came down there. He hit Kenny King with a chair. I was only hit Kenny King with a low blow, then hit him with a chair and knocked Kenny out. And that is how Moses scored the pinfall over Kenny King. So it's clear that the issues between Shane Taylor and Kenny King aren't going anywhere. I'm very interested to see where that's going to go. Now on to the Women's World Championship Tournament Final between Miranda Alizé and Roxy. Before I get into that, I just want to be honest with y'all. I... Wanted Trisha Dora to win this championship and this tournament very badly. But I am not upset about who won. I'm not upset about who the finals. Who who I'm not upset about the two women that were in the finals. I just wanted to state that I did want Trisha Dora to win this entire tournament. It didn't happen. But Trisha Dora is still the Pan-African World Diaster World Champion. So I have nothing to complain about when it comes to that. I'm, ha I'm happy Trisha Dora was allowed to compete on that stage like that. I am very happy for it. Miranda Alize and Roxy had a hell of a match for the Women's World Championship. It was a great back and forth encounter between the two of them. They have history with each other outside of Ring of Honor and Reality of Wrestling, which is where they both trained, I believe. So it's also where I discovered Kylie Ray, but we're not here to talk about Kylie Ray, are we? No, we are not. So after about a 20-minute match, Roxy became the brand new Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And I am very happy for her. She is one of the youngest champions in any big promotion right now. So I am very happy for her. She deserves it 100%. Nobody can say anything differently to me. 
she deserves that championship 100%. And she's going to make one hell of a champion. She she really is. And I'm very happy for her. She deserves that opportunity very much. I was very happy when she was put in this tournament. And to, ha and to have her beat Sumi Sakai, Quinn McKay, who not very many people were familiar with the fact that Quinn wrestled before she became a backstage interviewer. Quinn's fucking good. And she beat Angelina Love to get to the finals. So you can't tell me that Roxy didn't deserve to be in that position. And say we said about Miranda Alizé. Miranda Alizé didn't have an easy path in this tournament either. Now, unfortunately, I don't recall her path as well as I recall Roxy's. I apologize for that. I don't want anybody to think I'm showing favoritism here because I'm not. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they both had to beat high-quality competitors to get there in the first place. So for the two of them to even be there in that position was just something to watch. I was looking forward to that match the entire night. That was the match of the night as far as I was concerned. Followed that up with Josh Woods and Jonathan Gresham. They had a great match against each other. Now I will say this world title match main event was very random to me because I didn't understand how we got to this conclusion. But then again, I haven't been watching Ring of Honor television for the past few weeks. So maybe there was something there that I missed because somehow the Monic Flamita, Brody King and EC3 were all in a fatal four way match against Bandito for the Ring of Honor World Championship. I was confused. Uh, <laughs> I was confused what it is, what it is. Now, I do have to say, I'm very confused by how EC3 got eliminated. Demonic Flamita hit him in the back with a chair, and then the referee didn't see, the referee didn't see that one. The ref saw EC3 do it. EC3 got disqualified. I thought in Fatal 4 Ways, triple threat, multi-man matches, I thought that there were no disqualifications. So what what was different about this time around? I'm, I'm very confused about that. Then Flamita got eliminated by Birdie King. And then Birdie King came down to Birdie King and Bandito. Bandito hit a small package of some sort onto Birdie. Or he got Birdie King in a small package of some sort. And that's how Bandito retained the world title. Um, then following that, the foundation came out to the ring. They congratulated Bandito on his victory. And then following that, Vincent and the Righteous made their appearance up on the ramp applauding Bandito. Because as we all know, at the last, at Glory by Honor, Vincent defeated Matt Taven to become the number one contender for the world championship. So it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes following this. But that's all I got for Death Before Dishonor. Death Before Dishonor, I should say. Now, before I go, I do want to say this. It's Saturday, September 18th. So, tonight, I've been hyping this pay-per-view up. I've been hyping this show up all week. Been hyping it up all week. And I'm not, and, and tonight is the night. So I'm definitely about to just hype it up one more time. Tonight on IWTV, 
combat fighting, combat fights unlimited presents Rise of Champion over on IWTV. Please go watch this show. Go watch. Go watch CFU. Go watch Tab Leapfrog. Go watch AIW Freelance. Um, action class. Just go watch. Go 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 enjoy independent wrestling. Enjoy some independent wrestling tonight. And then continue to enjoy some independent wrestling to continue on being a pro wrestling fan because I'm going to tell you, IWTV pretty much, IWTV and GCW, they're the reason GCW, IWTV, Title Match Network, places like that, they're the reason why I'm never going to stop being a professional wrestling fan because there's so many, there's so much good independent wrestling out here. And people need to recognize that it's not just about WWE and AEW or New Japan and Ring of Honor <coughs> or Impact. It's about the individuals that you don't see that, that aren't getting those opportunities right now that deserve them. And you should check them out. You should go see the Lady Frost of the world. Or the Wolds of the world, or the Natalia Markovas, or the Evelises, the AKs, you know, the Marty Bells, the 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 AJ Grays, the Mance Warners, the RSPs. I know a lot of people don't like Ricky Shane Page, which can't deny how hard the man works. He's worked his ass out to become the biggest heel in independent wrestling right now. Um. Then you got guys like Leroy Green and you know Smiley. You got you got there's so much there's so much talent out here and it's up to individuals like us to go out here, Effie and be young, Harlow O'Hara, you know uh, the main event, the C Team C Stars, Davian Becca, the, like the list goes on and on for me. There's so much talent in the independent scene. It is not just about the televised product anymore. At least it shouldn't be. As professional wrestling fans, you should learn to broaden your horizons and go watch some independent wrestling. Go support those who are gonna who are busting their asses to even be considered to get signed by some of those companies. Maybe not WWE, but well, WWE is still the dream for I'm sure a lot of professional wrestlers because. It's something that you probably saw as a kid. You said you wanted to do it. Like Retro AG. Or the alternative AG. Anthony Green. Who's back in independent wrestling right now. After being signed by WWE. He said I lived my dream. But now I'm back on the 80s to grind once again. You know so I mean. You know. You can get signed by that company. Things might not go your way. But you might. You know being on that stage. Might. Put you in front of eyes that may not have seen you before, and they might follow you after. So I mean, I, you know, I'm just saying that that's what. But yeah, watch independent wrestling. That's all I'm saying. Now, now that I've said all that, named all those people and all that, I am done. Um, this has been the No Censors Podcast. Presents the Crossfire Rebirth. This was episode four. Rank of Honor that before dishonor review. Great show. Ian Ricky Levani, Caprice Coleman, always phenomenal. 
always phenomenal on commentary. I can never complain about those two. Um, I love Quinn McKay. She's an excellent backstage interviewer. She's an excellent just on-screen personality in general. I think Ring of Honor is starting to really come back into its own because some people may have started, may have, may be sleeping on that company after, you know, some of their stars have left. I know that I, you know, I got into Ring of Honor right as Kevin Steen was leaving. But I continue to watch them and they've only progressed and they've gotten better. They've had some missteps every so often with some of the people that they brought in like Austin Aries um, and Joey Ryan, people like that, unfortunately. But, you know, everybody makes mistakes. It's it's not something that I'm, I don't think it's anything that they're really necessarily proud of doing after, you know, the shit with Joey Ryan came out. He's a piece of garbage. David Starr, they tried to have him show up, and then that whole thing came out, so he never even appeared on Rick Amaro TV, I don't think, but he was going to. Um, Austin Aries... Just a piece of garbage. But my point still stands. Ring of Honor is one of those companies that you watch them enough, you'll give them a chance. I know you will. So Ring of Honor is one of those companies. They, I still look at them as an independent company. They're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to give people opportunities that may not receive them. Tony Devin was just a television champion. I didn't see that coming at all. Chris Dickinson was one half of the... Ring of Honor World Tag Champions with Homicide. I didn't see that coming. So, I mean, Ring of Honor has some tricks up its sleeve as well. They're going to have people show up in their company that you might not think will be there. I didn't think Alex Zane was going to be in that Honor Rumble. But he was, and I didn't think he was going to win it either, but he did. And so, Ring of Honor can give you some things that some other companies might not. You never know. Especially with this Ring of Honor Women's Division. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, now, now I'm done. This was the crowd. This was the No Sisters podcast. This is you, the Crossfire Rebirth episode for Ring, Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor Review. I've been your host, Desmond. I will catch you guys in another podcast episode.